Welcome to this conversation, Bitter Fruit, Art and War in Afghanistan. This is a conversation that is part of the Georgetown Literary Festival 2021, Microcosmos. We are really privileged to have with us today, Mr. Sali Sepas, who is a director uh, of theater, a playwright, uh, and a founder actually of a theater company that is based here in Kuala Lumpur called the Parastu Theatre. He is also the director of the Refugee Festival and he is a program coordinator with the Gatanyu Foundation Humanitarian Organization. Welcome, Sally. We're so privileged to have you today. Um, our conversation today is really going to look at uh, the impact of war on art in Afghanistan. Sally is from Afghanistan and Sally is uh, one of the rare uh, artist who's actually had uh, the experience of being trained in Afghanistan in performing arts, particularly in theater. Sally entered university in Kabul University in the Fine Arts Department to study theater in 2001 during the fall of the Taliban. Many years later now, to, uh, 20 years later, the Taliban have retaken power in Afghanistan and we are going to explore the impact that the years of war and the many, many decades of uh, conflict and struggle and displacement have had on the psyche of artists and the lives of artists in Afghanistan, as well as Saleh's own experience in uh, the arts uh, world in Afghanistan, building his profession as a writer, as a theater director, and also his experience here as a refugee artist who has come to Malaysia to seek refuge, but continues to pursue his arts career here as well. Saleh, we're so happy to have you today. Uh, thank you so much, Lilian. Uh, and thanks, uh, Georgetown, Georgetown Literary Festival. I'm uh, very happy uh, today we talk about the situation of art and culture in Afghanistan under the war, actually. Yes. So, yeah, we can give some information about the art and culture and artists uh, during the Taliban rule in Afghanistan. Yeah. So I, I think, Saleh, to you know, start um, uh, this uh, exploration of this topic, the Taliban took power just uh, yeah. about two months ago yeah. uh, in Afghanistan again after 20 years. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is having an impact on uh, art and on yeah. artists. Could you tell us a little bit about what yeah. kind of impact uh, the Taliban takeover is having? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, no one thinking in Afghanistan, in the whole world, the Taliban came very fast and make role again in Afghanistan. But uh, that things happen in Afghanistan and uh, many people surprise it and shock, especially the uh, human rights activists and artist people and some people, they have some activity with media and they support the Afghan community with art, with, with culture, with knowledge. So right now the situation in Afghanistan is really horrible because the Taliban, they cannot accept totally the art. Uh, all genres, arts like music, uh, theater, film, and uh, many things mm. they cannot accept. They said this is not Islamic culture. I see. They, they, this is the the Taliban ideology. They thinking this is 
like a non-Muslim culture coming from another country. Mm. And uh, this is uh, like haram. We say a word like haram. Yeah. So that's why some people, they uh, have activity about art and culture. They really directly endanger. So you remember the first time in 2001, uh, 1996 and 2001? Yeah. They, the Taliban destroyed the big Buddha in border Afghanistan in the Bamiyan province. Yes, of course, the Bamiyan uh, Buddha. Yes, exactly. This is one thing. And this year, when they uh, arrive and come to uh, Afghanistan, uh, the first time in Kandahar province, yeah. they killed a very popular uh, artist in uh, Kandahar. He was very um, great comedian artist. Oh, yes. The Taliban arrest yes. him from his house and then shoot. It's terrible. Uh, when they um, came to the Kabul, the capital city in Afghanistan, they also attacked to many, many art centers. They destroyed the uh, equipment. And uh, they close and give directly warning for, for artists. Mm. Now I know many artists in Afghanistan, they lay lives in, in, in hide. They cannot say I'm at home and they cannot uh, say about their location, especially about the women artists. This yes. is really, really horrible because two things with Taliban, uh, with Taliban ideology. The first, they have problem with, with women. Especially with that woman, they, they are active in society and community. And another thing, uh, women artists. Yes. In this uh, 20 years, many women artists, they um, doing, they was very active and they support the Afghan art and culture with, with music, with art, with films. Mm. Uh, and also another uh, artist, but uh, some of, just few number of them, they can leave already Afghanistan and go to another country supported by some uh, international community. But many Afghan artists still die, stay in Afghanistan. But two things. First, they cannot do any art activity. They stop totally. They stop totally. The first thing, their life directly in danger. Okay. And they cannot, uh, they cannot see where, where they are. And uh, I'm sure when they stay at home, they also uh, scare from the Taliban, maybe they they attack and they arrest them. So for now, the culture and art situation totally is shut down. Oh, it's very sad. Yeah. No any activity about art and, and, and culture in Afghanistan. I mm. think any country don't have any art and culture. It's like died uh, society. Yes. It's uh, exactly. no have uh, uh, no have any any value. Mm. So this is the real situation in Afghanistan is like uh, Everything is shut down and tight society. And without art, I'm sure that the people, the community will be very sad mm. and uh, no hope, no anything for uh, like make happy themselves. Yes. So yes. yeah, this is the, the, the situation. This is exactly what I was going to ask you about. It's, um, you know, the kind of impact that uh, basically restriction of art yeah. will have on a country. You know, I mean, how, how is it possible for a country to conceptualize its future uh, when you limit that imagination? Yeah. You know, so um, what kind of impact do you think it will have, particularly on the younger generation? 
who are going to grow up, uh, you know, in um, a climate where they are told they cannot express themselves and they, they don't have any evidence uh, to express themselves through art. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's very sad. I told you, uh, if the community, the country don't have art, don't support the culture, uh, it's very, very no value. For young generation, it's really, really uh, hard and difficult situation. For example, they cannot go to concert, no any concert now. But before Taliban, it's very big concerts happen to Afghanistan and the media also support the art. This is, it was very, very important. But right now, the younger generation just try to leave country because they don't have any opportunity in Afghanistan. Not just about the art and culture, about the education and another knowledge as well. Yes. So, especially the another ethnic and races, mm -hmm. they are not from the Taliban ethnic. They uh, yes. they scared. They cannot go to university. If they go, they cannot learn uh, the the scale and knowledge with their language. Right. So Afghanistan have two languages, two national language, Pashto and. Persian. Mm. So many people in Afghanistan, their mother tongue is Persian, yes. but they cannot study in mother tongue. Right. And something is very uh, limitation for young uh, generation, uh, especially about the culture. If they cannot learn like some skill about art and culture, if can, they cannot watch the movie, cannot uh, go to the watch the uh, theater, it's uh, really hard. And they, I'm sure they feel they are in jail. Yes, I'm sure. Because the first time Taliban had role in Afghanistan, I was in Afghanistan. Just one story about the Taliban on the, the first time yeah. they had role in Afghanistan. Taliban had many checkpoints mm -hmm. uh, during the city and area. Every uh, checkpoint of Taliban, they asked, do you have any, like, uh, we call the uh, recording for recording music is very small. They play the music. Yes, like a cassette tape. Yes, 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 it, yes, tape. It, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh -huh. So Taliban took that from the people and the, from the driver, and open it and put the the tree, the branch oh, of tree. I see. Yeah, I saw many time like that. The tree was the recording of uh, of uh, of role of the the music. Oh wow! And uh, it's it's really. Annoyed, annoyed me yeah. uh, because the, they really, they re really want to push the Afghan, especially the young generation and the women, follow the Taliban ideology. But this is not possible for for Afghan people, especially for young generation, mm. because we are not agree. The people is not agree with Taliban ideology. This is uh, not correct for us. That's mm. why uh, it's very, very difficult situation for all people, especially for young generation and ladies. Yeah, so what do you think, uh, Saleh, between, um, you know, you grew up actually, before you entered university, Afghanistan was under the Taliban. So you actually have the experience of growing up uh, under Taliban rule, seeing the kinds of ways in which they were limiting culture, destroying culture, um, but yet you still chose to study art uh, when the Taliban fell. So what was the, um, experience of uh, you know Afghan people in terms of uh, learning about culture and and art uh, during this time in between the first Taliban 
uh, administration and then when it fell and now? Was there a lot of, uh, you know, development of art? What kind of art were... In 20 years. Yeah, in these 20 years. Yeah, I remember in 2001 when I joined to, for the study in Kabul University, the situation of fine arts faculty, I mean the, the, the building, yeah. is really, really sad. Mm. Half of the building destroyed, destroyed it oh, with bomb. Half of the building was okay, but no any equipment, no any chair and table. It's like a very scary place because uh, during the Taliban rule in the first time, the faculty of fine arts was uh, place for saving of uh, uh, another student in Kabul University. Totally, is, it was shut down. The art was shut down. And uh, when we joined to Faculty of Fine Arts, and uh, on that time, we was just 13 students. 13. 13. For uh, one country, is like 34 million people. Oh just 13 wow. students about art. I think this is really, really horrible. But and it was it, 13 in different types of art? Yes. So how like, many in theatre? You were studying In theatre, I think it's six people. Six of you, wow. Six My of goodness. you, yeah. Uh, many challenges. We, yeah, we had many challenges. And uh, the method of study also was really, really old. Mm. And also the, 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 the people, also the, some professors also, they didn't believe the power of art. Mm. We lost the motivation about art. And also in, in community, many people, they thinking, they told us art is not important. Please change your subject and go to another uh, faculty. But I, I really love the, the art, mm. especially the cinema and, 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 and theater, because I believe on that time as well, we can, we can work with people with, with this type of work, uh, art. Mm. But uh, when we finished, I studied in Kabul University, many my uh, classmate, friends, they change the, the subject, like they um, active about the media and journalists and, and some of them still, they work on the street, like sell something or they uh, open the shop for themselves. So uh, in 2001 until 2004, the situation about art was not okay, not very bad, mm. but many Afghan um, come back from another country in Afghanistan, they support the Afghan art. Oh, good. Yeah, and also the media, especially some yes, media, media, they really focus and support the culture and art. Mm. Then uh, the situation changed. After that, uh, yeah, the space was very open and many uh, young generation uh, follow the art and the culture. Mm. I mean, in this, that 20 years, the situation of art was very good. Like, go ahead and growing. Mm. The art growing. And um, it was very good. But now uh, the Afghan community and people go back to 100 years ago. So this is really sad. I mean, oh. uh, the Afghan people lost everything, especially, especially about the right, yeah. education, art, and culture. Right. But even if we talk about you know, a um, hundred years ago, as you said, uh, Saleh. In fact, there has been also traditional art in Afghanistan. And, um, you know, Afghanistan has a yes. long tradition, um, especially of uh, poetry and oral history. So yes. not even just a hundred years ago, even before that, you yes. know, um, yes. going back hundreds yeah. of years, 
can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, what did the Taliban's, um, what was their, their attitude towards this? And have they succeeded in, you know, de-linking people to that tradition? You mentioned earlier also um, the fact that there's a, you know, people of Afghanistan are very diverse. People have different languages, people come from different ethnic, uh, you know, um, backgrounds. So they also have their own traditions, right? Yeah, With, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, their um, families and their communities. What has the impact of the Taliban been on, on that? And, you yeah. know, have they succeeded in erasing that yeah. actually quite rich history of uh, art and uh, literature in yeah. Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Afghanistan uh, actually has a very, very traditional art. It's very powerful, very nice, and uh, very powerful. Um, before the Taliban rule, also, many people in the village and the, the different provinces in Afghanistan, they support and doing the traditional art in Afghanistan, especially the women. Mm. This is especially women. Yeah. You know, the story of traditional art in Afghanistan is very fantastic and amazing. I know some lady in Afghanistan, they cannot read and write. Mm. Really, they cannot. But they, um, uh, like we say, ghazal. Mm -hmm. They oh, write ghazal. I see, they write ghazal. And yes. some point, it's really powerful. It's when you listen, you, you, can, like, you can see the image of that poem. Right. Uh, Different area in Afghanistan, they have different traditional uh, art. For example, for Hazara people, they have Dambura. Dambura. This is really traditional. The and the hard situation also, they uh, like they support themselves with art with Dambura. Mm. They make poem and ghazal and make songs. This is really really traditional. But uh, I remember uh, 20, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. The people forget the traditional uh, culture mm. and art in Afghanistan. But then, in these 20 years, especially after 2010, mm. when the, some pro professional artists come back to Afghanistan, they research about that traditional arts. Oh, then they understood this is really powerful. Mm. After that, they wrote some article about that. They published a book. They make some report uh, on, and publish on media. Mm. So then the traditional art a new type of art connect. I Some see. people, they mix. I see, how interesting. Yeah, so it was very interesting for uh, young generation and, mm. and uh, old generation as well for, for different people. I, I mean, um, in Afghanistan, for example, uh, Hazara people, they have special traditional art. Uzbek people as well, mm. they have special and uh, different traditional art. Pashtun people, the Tajik people, all people in Afghanistan, they have, it's really, really, Amazing, it's really amazing. Like uh, when you go uh, to different places in Afghanistan, you see the different nature. Mm. I mean, the traditional art also is really different. You can enjoy with that. Yes. And it's uh, really, really powerful. Uh, <clears throat> but the, the Taliban also not agree with, with traditional art as well. Mm. So totally they said the art is haram, mm. singing and um, Music, art, film, all haram. Mm. The first time in 2096 and 21, they also uh, was not agree with media, like uh, with uh, TV. They destroyed the, the TV. And, uh, but this time they, they interview with uh, 
on TV, yes. like it's little change. Very like media savvy now, yeah. doing a lot of interviews and kind of thing. So, yeah. But they use it for themselves. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, Yesterday uh, I read an article about the traditional artists in Afghanistan, mm. especially the north area in Afghanistan. Mm. They live and go to Tajikistan or Uzbekistan. Yeah. Uh, many, I mean, all uh, artists, the new artists and the um, traditional artists, all of them try to leave Afghanistan because uh, their life is directly under danger and also they cannot uh, do any, any, any art mm. right now during the Taliban rule in Afghanistan. Right. Um, what if, let's talk about your uh, professional career development as an artist in Afghanistan. So you graduated um, you know, from Kabul University in 2004. Um, how did you then build a career? Because obviously, you know, the Taliban uh, had fallen by then, but still, as you said, it was a society that didn't really value uh, art because of so many years of, um, you know, having that destruction of art. And also, I think the, the desperation of um, trying to rebuild after war, yeah. um, you know, people, uh, you know, may not see what kind of contribution art can give to rebuilding of society. Um, how did you then develop your career? How did you find a path and uh, you know um, build a very successful uh, career as a writer, as an yeah. artist? Please uh, share that with sure. us. Sure, thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my, my father really supported me, my father. Actually, my father, uh, now he is old, mm. uh, but he also cannot read and write. I remember I, when I was a child, he supported me. He didn't know what type of, this is what type of book, yeah. but he bought the book and bring it home and said, please read this book. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, because he knows the challenge of if someone cannot read and write. Mm. This is so difficult. Mm. And uh, my, my uncle was very great mullah, and, mm. uh, but he was very open mullah and uh, support another like culture, another knowledge as well. Uh, I didn't know when I was a student in, in school in my place. I didn't know about art. Uh, just I heard uh, that program in BBC radio. We mm. call New Home, New Life. I was a child. Mm. It's uh, some characters and uh, some story. It mm. was very, very. Uh, I was very interested with that story. Mm. Then uh, I have uh, the picture of that actors in my mind. Mm. And I dream like, can I see some some days uh, that actors and, and mm. characters right. like real in, in front of my uh, face and eyes? Yeah. But finally, I was a writer of that program. Amazing. Yeah, New Home Live in BBC. But uh, <clears throat> uh, it, it was very difficult because when I was a student in faculty of fine arts, many people like uh, use very bad words mm. for, for me. But my father supported and said, please, my son, go and study in university. University is university, that's for knowledge. Mm. It always he gave me a very a good motivation. After that, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I did my edu education in Kabul University with my father supporting. Mm. And uh, when I finished my study, but uh, my thinking on that time was very different. Mm. Like my other friends, what they follow the teacher, Told. Mm. But I, I thinking, uh, I talked more, I talked more, and 
because uh, for artists, you are open and you can you can bring some change. It's mm. not like uh, math formals. Yes, exactly. So, but on that time, I I talked more and it was very useful for me and uh, many people accept my idea. The first time it was not easy. It, it was not easy, but slowly, slowly, uh, then uh, I I found that way how I should write because. Mm, every writers have like style. I, I also, when I, uh, I was writer in Afghanistan, I also had a style. Mm. Like I didn't write for myself. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote uh, for uh, people, for, for community, for, for society. Mm. Uh, I received something like some idea from society and write and give back to society. Mm. That's why the people accept and uh, follow what, what, what I wrote in Afghanistan. Right, what kind of um, ideas, what, what were the types of issues that you were, um, or stories, you know, that, that um, made you feel you wanted to write about them and share them through your work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I had a teacher in a BBC. The first I remember, he told me, mm. if you want to be a good writer, you must have pen and paper every day Anywhere you go, in the bazaar, market, mm. at home, everywhere. Because the people give idea to you. Mm. And uh, it's better you, you, must, you must note and write. It was very useful for me. Mm. Uh, sorry, I forget the question. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, what, what were the types of stories oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that you were you know, yeah. noticing around you that yeah. uh, made you feel you wanted to capture them and uh, yeah. you know, relate these stories to so, yeah, I think it's very, very important uh, the writer um, knows about the details of uh, culture and, uh, I mean, in, in society and people. Mm -hmm. So every community has some challenges and problems, especially in Afghanistan, the women and, and, and girls, they have very, very different uh, challenges. So every time I had speak with women, mm and uh, interview with them and uh, research. And we, I went to jail. I went to Kabul University. I went mm. to safe house. The lady is uh, there. And many, many centers. I mm. went and just they spoke with, with me and gave idea after that. Uh, when I come to the office, I um, changed their uh, uh, speaking. The drama radio, mm. drama radio, uh, and also some report, right. and some uh, radio program like uh, for uh, educated, educated them, and also some article. Also, I wrote and published on uh, Afghan Afghanistan media, mm. and uh, then uh, I wrote some article as well in uh, many website mm. they publish, and uh, yeah, I mean. I had experience about different different type of uh, writing, but the main type of writing for me it was radio drama. Radio drama. Radio drama. Like the one you heard as a child. Yes, yeah. yes. So it was really professional radio drama. Mm. Like uh, now I think it's 20, 32 years old mm. that drama. Mm. My goodness, long time. Yeah, many award from its international award mm. and. Uh, 75 actors, My characters, wow. characters that the Roma have. Mm. And uh, now some act uh, characters, 
growing up on the drama and they died oh, and the new generation come. It's totally real life. Mm. When we wrote the drama, it was very difficult for me the, the first time because uh, our teacher told when we use the word, we must have, uh, we may, like answer why I use this word. I see. Yeah, I mean, it's very sensitive and very, very strong. For every word. For every word. Wow, yes. Yeah. For every message, it's like for drama, we cannot give message directly to yeah. audience. Sure. Like you, like you must show. Mm. Yeah. The the important thing in the, that radio drama, my teacher told we must show mm. with radio. The first time I think it's not possible because mm. with radio just for listening, but uh, her um, uh, talking was correct. Then we make a space on the drama and like uh, everything was very real. And when the audience listen the drama, they believe, oh, it's something happened, physical happened. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was very interesting uh, drama uh, in Afghanistan and published by, uh, by BBC. Uh, yeah, eight years I wrote radio drama on uh, BBC radio. So interesting, Saleh. Um, and then, can you talk a little bit about your uh, experience in theatre as well? Because you then started to also uh, write plays yeah. and direct uh, theatre in Afghanistan, and now yeah. you do yeah. the same here. Can you talk a little bit about uh, yeah. that? Yeah, thank you, Lillian. Uh, yes, I learned uh, the theatre in Kabul University, but the new method like we call uh, Augusto Wall methodology, this is very strong and powerful method for uh, conversation, for education, for change, and uh, to know each other. Mm. So this is very new and very powerful method. In 2010, 11 and 12, mm. my teacher um, named uh, Kaihan Irani, mm -hmm. she is uh, from uh, US. Mm -hmm. She is the Augusta Wall student and very kind, very kind. She came to BBC Radio to train the Afghan theater group. Mm. So I was her assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time it was very uh, confusing method for me. I think mm. it's, it's not working. <laughs> when I see the Afghan challenges, but slowly, slowly I know the details. After that, oh, it's very strong. It's mm. very strong. It's, um, it's very different. I mean, the writing for um, uh, foreign theater yeah. and uh, classic theater and another uh, another type of theater. It's very difficult. How is, difficult. It, how is it different? Yeah, yeah. Like for another theater, you're more open. You can change the story. You can growing up and the story. You can uh, go ahead, whatever you like. It's like, uh, what do you think in your mind? You can you can write. But in a uh, foreign theater, in the theater of the oppressed, you must write according the community situation. Like we have an oppressed character and non-oppressed character and uh, according the research, according uh, the information you received from the community, mm. you must write. You cannot add anything from your mind. If mm. you want to add just, I mean, the technical things or right. for just make and use a noise words like that. Mm. But the main issue about the forum theater, when you want to write, uh, like have a, a formal, like a way, like you start from here and go up and come down, then you must finish with big question. A question. 
Yes, see. with big creation. Mm. It's, um, on this um, way, the uh, storyline is uh, something happened between act uh, characters. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very special. Uh, have a special storyline. Mm. The big question for what for um, uh, attain the participants for uh, uh, solve the challenge, uh, give a solution. That's for for that. I see. I see. Yeah. And you actually did um, have the opportunity to uh, direct, right? To write plays uh, yeah. according to this methodology and actually direct uh, theater yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When uh, I was the Kaihan's uh, assistant, mm -hmm. uh, after every workshop, we, we made uh, a show. I was also part of uh, that workshops. And after that, in 2014, uh, 15, and 16, sometime I took a theater project mm -hmm. uh, with uh, from um, some some NGO and uh, design the project and um, make a theater and yeah and show, uh, mm -hmm. especially about the women rights, about the girls, about the education, about the. Uh, election and democracy is something about mm. new value in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the impact? Like how, how was, um, you know, how was this type of theater accepted? Um, you know, number one, by your audience, but number two, uh, by groups like the Taliban, because, you know, of course, even though the Taliban fell, they were still around. And, um, you know, you yourself were directly threatened by them yeah. for your work. Could you talk about that? And yeah. you know, what led you to then move yeah. Uh, yeah. from Afghanistan? Yeah. So because this methodology is for change, the tal Taliban cannot accept and they are not agree with any change. They want the Afghan society must follow what they said. So for now, no one uh, cannot make theater and perform uh, theater. This mm. is totally shut down in Afghanistan. But before the Taliban, uh, the situation of art and theater was very good. Especially mm. uh, some theater group, they follow the wall methodology mm. and go to different place and village and uh, province and they perform mm. the theater. So uh, this type of theater really solve the gap between uh, stage and, and, and uh, audience. Right. Many people, they... Uh, uh, attend and give solution and one thing uh, about the, some people they, they was oppressed in Afghanistan they lost the part of body or yeah, they lost the right. member of family oh dear, yes, but the yes. Afghan parliament they once said oh, okay no, no problem after that they know any judge about that mm. but one group of theater they go they collect the story the real story mm. and perform the theater about that issue I see the people give solution and they sign very, very long letters, like more than uh, 10,000 people sign. Mm. They said, we are not agree with this, with this thing, Parliament. I see. After that, that theater group sent a letter to uh, United Nations, mm. uh, US Embassy, mm. Afghan government, Parliament, and media. After that, they stopped the, the process of that uh, law. Mm. Um, so I they mean, really they, were having an impact. Yeah, on yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very, yeah. very uh, uh, impact, mm. especially for 
Afghan ladies. Mm. I remember uh, many, many ladies uh, that theater group, they do, they follow this methodology. Mm. They support directly the, the ladies. Some lady, they lost the right, they lost the family, they was alone, they knew, knew any house and, and, and space. Mm. So they was in a safe house, but the self-confidence and motivation was zero. Then uh, the theater group found, I also found them. Mm and bring them and uh, doing some did some workshop with them and they played some role as well how interesting i so remember you, in you, the sorry in the yes, faranj culture and we call istiklal uh, uh, school in kabul mm -hmm. we had a perform one of the actors he was really oppressed uh, lady mm. but before theater he was really hopeless and very shy and scared from especially the men mm. uh, when he did her role very powerful. After that, she said, "I want to change my uh, what what call is come from our eyes." Tears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To energy. Oh wow. Yeah. That's very powerful. Uh, he was she was really oppressed. On that day, she found job. Mm. One in one NGO, like uh, she worked on the kitchen. It was very good, very good for her. So many many uh, impact. Yeah. I saw and I heard. So it was yeah. really transformative. Yeah. Um, I think as a. a Final question, just to um, you know, understand uh, your move to Malaysia and yeah. you know why you moved to Malaysia. How? Um, of course, I know your story, but we'd like to share that um, with uh, the audience um, who are listening and watching. Um, and then, how you basically also took your art and this determination, um, you know, to use art as a means for transformation, social yeah. transformation. Uh, here to Malaysia as well, even though it has been very difficult for you yeah. um, to come here as a refugee. Uh, maybe we, you know, um, can yeah. ask this as a final question to hear your story yeah. about that. Yeah, thank you, Lillian. Uh, why I uh, leave my country? Actually, I really love uh, Afghan art, culture and people. And also, uh, I know many people, they need support <clears throat> in Afghanistan. But uh, when I work with the BBC, uh, I was, uh, I was, my life was not secure. Mm. I had a security problem by Taliban. They wrote my name in blacklist and it was very dangerous uh, for me and for my family. And uh, I didn't stay because no opportunity. Then I, I, I came to India. It was very difficult, very difficult to come to Malaysia. Uh, if you don't want trip, you don't leave your country, but you you live. This is really difficult. When I uh, came to Malaysia in 2016, uh, my situation, my family situation was really, really uh, bad. Our money finished on the time. Mm. I didn't know anyone in Malaysia. I, I didn't have any job. I didn't have any income. So my, my, my children uh, was really sick every, every week, every day. And they were so and small at the time. Yeah, very, very small, very small. And myself and my wife is uh, like full of depression and stress. Depression. Then the, the first question I ask from myself, what can I do for myself? What can I do for, for, for my family, for my community and for all refugees in Malaysia? Mm. Because all of us have role. Mm. Because I feel on that time as well, but refugees don't have the uh, right to work. But I feel I'm a part of this community, this, this society. Mm. I should do something useful uh, and for, for, for people, for myself. 
After that, uh, I went to my background and designed the Parastro Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time, uh, yeah, Kaihan and Gutani Foundation, you especially, thank you so much, helped <laughs> Parastro. I, I cannot forget that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't forget it. I was not sure about the impact on that time. Mm -hmm. I was not sure. When uh, we joined to Refugee Festival in 2017. Your first performance yeah. in Malaysia. I yeah. saw the, the effect, the impact, uh, the audience said to all of us, congratulations. It was so powerful. Yeah. Then I know, oh, yeah, it's working. So it's better we continue. Mm -hmm. Here in Malaysia also, <clears throat> like we did perform about the child marriage, mm -hmm. the better test of history. Also, it was a the refugee story about the, uh, domestic violence, about something about refugee. So for me, it's the refugee story and their uh, country story is similar mm. because they they come with their story right. to Malaysia. They bring their story. And uh, here also they have some challenge. So sometimes we can mix the story and, uh, and show and perform. Uh, in Malaysia, it's not easy. It's not easy no. because <laughs> here is many challenge. Like sometimes I cannot focus. In Afghanistan, every day I wrote, mm. every day. Uh, but in Malaysia, sometimes we have project and uh, I need to write sometime, no project, no, uh, like during the pandemic is totally shut down everything. Like now I'm thinking I forget my writing, but I really need to start again mm. and do something uh, like art and, uh, and, and theater. Yes. Is, uh, well, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for you to write now that uh, things are starting to open up again. Yes. Um, but also I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, really wonderful what you've been able to create uh, here in Malaysia throughout the, your very difficult uh, but extremely um, powerful journey. Uh, you know, your work in Afghanistan and how you brought that spirit to your work here. Um, uh, I definitely, you know, would like to urge anyone who's uh, watching or listening to try to catch your next performance. And we're looking forward to when yeah. you have the next performance um, and your, your plays uh, in the future. Yeah, thank you, Lillian. The last thing I want to say for yeah. uh, uh, I, I really try when I, I want to write something. I don't write for myself and also what, what they want the community. So this is important. According to that, uh, I should write. And also for me, it's very important like if we show something with writing, the audience don't forget in long term, in long, yeah. in long term. And uh, if they forget, I mean, the, the writing, the, the, the perform don't have any power. Mm. It's difficult, but it's possible because if we write for our community, if you know about the pen of people, if you know yeah. about the challenge of, of uh, people, I think this is uh, easy. It's easy. Uh, some writers as no, I know I, I can I respect them, but they just play with words and show the power. What it's like I know many hard words, mm. and they yeah just show the their power. Yeah. But they don't write for 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 people for community. Yeah. But when I want to write is uh, I really try to write a very honest and mm. very easy. What is the language of community? What is the language of people? Is uh, what is the challenge? According to that, I, I wrote. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost um, like being, uh, you know, not just a writer, but also an anthropologist in some way. Yes. You know, you study yes. people, yes. you study their yeah. stories, yeah. and you reflect yeah. it back, yeah. Yeah. who you are. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really wonderful to be able to have this 
conversation with you, Sally. Thank you uh, so much. You know, we've really learned so much from you. Um, and we, we are really looking forward to a time when we can all see Paris to theater sure, perform sure, again. Sure, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much Thank for uh, inviting me in the uh, Refugee Literature uh, Festival. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Georgetown Literature Festival. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sally.